Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Good evening, Central Park Baptist Church. Good evening to you all. How are we doing this evening? We're doing okay? Amen. Glad to hear it. If you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in singing hymn three, two, one. Hymn three, two, one. Hymn 321, hymn 321. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Let's sing that again. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we. What a mighty God we. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this midweek worship, Father. Father, there are some, Lord, who chose this hour, Father, to uh, succumb to the idolatry of television or, or soccer games or other events this evening, Lord. But, Father, uh, just as you told uh, uh, Martha about Mary, Lord, tonight, Lord, these beloved people have chosen the better thing, Lord. And so, Father, we just pray, Father, that you'll just bless this hour, that you'll bless our preacher as he brings forth the message that you've laid upon his heart. And we ask this in the blessed name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. And since you sang so beautifully, you may be seated for this next hymn, which is hymn 475. Hymn 475, make me a blessing. Amen. <laughs> amen. Make me a blessing. Amen. Hymn 475. Hymn 475. Out in the highways and byways of life, many are weary and sad. Carry the sunshine where darkness is rife, making the sorrowing glad. I make me a blessing, make me a blessing out of my life. Blessing, make me 
It's not hot enough for you. Say amen. Uh, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, if you said amen, you didn't mean it. All right. Uh, Saturday morning, 930, men, ladies. Soul winning, so please you come. Uh, Brother DeVito was nice to us last week, and uh, since it's been so hot, we don't have we haven't stayed out as long. Uh, but we still, you know, every time I think about saying, you know, uh, we're not going to go soul winning this week; it's too hot. Then it's, it, I think, what kind of excuse is that? You know, I think uh, or I think maybe it was it's to this or to that. You, you know, I mean, I can't think of a, an excuse good enough not to go. Amen. So, so let me encourage you this uh, this Saturday, nine thirty. Uh, let me encourage you to be here, ready to go. Be here a little early, all right. If you be here a little early, you never know. It might be a donut or something here. You know, not any meat for you carnivores. No meat eaters or nothing like that. So. Uh, also, don't forget about the bake sale coming up, all right? Uh, that's the, uh, that's, is that Sunday? That's Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. Sunday. Uh, and you know, I noticed now that there's all the names on the list out here are ladies' names, okay? Now, there may be a couple of men that can cook. I know a couple, you know, but some of some of you guys, don't worry about it, okay? We got it, but... Uh, <laughs> Some uh, can cook. I know Brother Coy does a good job, but Brother Robbie, you cook. Huh. Okay. Well, or if it's a good cause. Okay. Well, so that, that made my point. So if you'd like to make a pie or something, you know, so let me go ahead and rephrase that. So if some of you men would like to cook for a good cause, <laughs> put your, bring something, okay? And uh, my wife said she's making a uh, a uh, uh, an Italian cream cake, which is my favorite. And I said, she said, I'm making an Italian cream cake. And I said, is it for me? She goes, yeah, if you buy it. And I said, I said, I already bought it. But that didn't work either. So you know. Uh, but anyway. I appreciate all the names that are out there, but that's this Sunday, uh, so uh, it, it'll be right after uh, the morning worship, so uh, in the fellowship hall, that'll all be out there, uh, so uh, get ready. Now, we had an auction one time in here, I think Brother Rob may have been here, uh, I mean, there were some cakes that sold for $100. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> it was a $100 cake. <laughs> Uh, but uh, that's a youth fundraiser, so it's uh, again it's for a good cause. So uh, be be mindful of that, and and uh, I appreciate that. Also, don't forget everything else. If you have your bulletins, please uh, read those. And back to school uh, for the backpacks and things of that nature. Don't forget about that. I know those things are uh, also important. Uh, if you'll, you you ladies know how to shop, so just go to the places where they. Mark them down, they're on sale, and all that kind of stuff, all right? All right, prayer sheets. Everybody have a, their prayer sheet? Uh, all right, good, good. Uh, pray, uh, all of these that are on here, please remember to pray for uh, Brother Dennis and Miss Susie. Keep them in your prayer. Also continue to pray for uh, Miss Brenda and her arm. Uh, keep her in your prayer as well. Uh, and of course, there's others on here. I don't. If I start naming and I don't name everyone, I, I'll forget someone. So please, just read those on there and pray for them. Uh, I want to encourage you also to pray for uh, Brother uh, Choi and the Korean ministry. Uh, we've got a date, a start date for that, and uh, uh, not only for the they're going to be they're going to come in here and worship some of the folks that come and sit over here their english is like almost zero right, right. and but they come right. and uh, i give brother uh been giving brother Choi my an outline for the message and they and he puts it translates it into korean for them but they come and they they're faithful to come Amen. uh Amen. but they're going to they're going to start their korean worship service the uh, end of this month so uh, they've got they've getting everything ready, ready. They've already had one of their one of the men that's offered to buy some uh, Korean hymnals and uh, some things like that. So 
I mean, uh, the Lord's already working, uh, so pray for them and uh, pray for the preacher. Amen. Amen. He needs prayer because uh, it's a daunting responsibility, and so pray for him. But I want us to make the, the Korean folks feel at home. They're part of us. Amen. And they come and they sit so I try. I've been trying to learn how to say a few things in Korean, and you know, uh, I've tried to say good morning and and some things like that, and 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 it's pretty. I, I say it on my phone. My phone translates it, and then I try. I practice it, and uh, but you know what? That I I want to do that. If they're trying to learn English, I ought to try to do a little something in Korean. Amen. And uh, again, I, but I, we need to make them make sure that they. It's not a a, a separate. Uh, ministry, if you will, but they're a part of us, and we want them to be a part. So, uh, but they're going to. Brother Wujin will be preaching to them in Korean. Uh, he's also starting an ESL uh, class for uh, Korean folks. He's already had several that have contacted him. So pray uh, the Lord's Lord's blessing and favor on that, because just as sure as we start all this up, the devil's going to jump in. And not only is he going to jump in on, on the Korean folks, but he's going to jump in on us That's right. because we're trying to help him. Right. So let's stay the course, amen, and, uh, and encourage him. So pray for them as well. Pray for uh, also our choir and our music ministry that the Lord will continue yes, to bless. And uh, we, need, we need more folks that will come sing in the choir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. amen. Listen, I, I, I love choir music, and I, I enjoy it. Uh, when I was in Indianapolis and preaching there, they had about 60 in their choir. And, man, they can sing. And I came home, and I thought, man, our choir does a great job. But, but listen, they, we need more. Amen. Uh, you know how, how many is enough? Just a few more. And when we get a few more, you know how many will be enough? Just a few more. Amen. And uh, so, again, pray for uh, our music ministry that the Lord will continue to bless. All right? Uh, also, again, remember to pray the, the special needs on here for salvations and uh, for our family of the week. Miss uh, Ingram, Miss Rachel, she's going to get uh, Malachi. She's, he's been staying with some family. And so pray for her. She's traveling. All right? Real quick, anybody have a, a, a special request? It, I'm sorry? Uh, is she on here? Yeah, our missionary, uh, the uh, the Leslie family. Um, oh, yeah, special missionary. She's uh, has to have surgery on her knee. So uh, y'all keep her in your prayers. I know she would uh, appreciate that very much, all right? Uh, now, anybody have something we missed? Brother Clark? Okay, she okay? Okay, all right. Remember to pray for Brother Clark's mom, okay? All right. Uh, Brother Charles? Okay. All right, anybody else? Brother Eric? Pray for him. All right. Someone else? Brother Charles? Yes. Amen. Amen. God will do that. Amen. He'll show us some stuff. We just got to watch him. So, amen. Thank you, Brother Charles. Someone else? All right. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer and pray for these that we've mentioned this evening and Pray for the remainder of our Bible study back in Daniel. I've been looking forward to this, and I've, I've enjoyed. I'm already working on next week's, and so I'm going to try to stay focused on this week's because I got there's some stuff in next week's that I really want to get to. But you know, you can't get the next week's till you get through this week's. All right. So 
but uh, anyway, we're going to have a good time. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we thank you, God, for the, uh, the privilege of prayer. Uh, I'm thankful, God, today that you uh, allow us, Lord, in, in this frail humanity to come before a holy and a righteous God. And Lord, but I'm thankful that you've made that possible through the shed blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And, and I'm thankful for you, dear Holy Spirit, that dwells in us, that, God, that you'll lead us in how to pray and what to pray. And so, Lord, I pray, God, that your perfect will uh, will be done in, in, the, in our prayer tonight. And we ask you, God, to be with us. Lord, we thank you, God, for the praise for Brother Charles. And, God, I pray that you just continue to be with him as you show him some things, Lord. And, uh, God, just watch over him. I pray, God, for his brother Dan and his diabetes, Lord. We lift him up in prayer and his health. Uh, God, I pray for Brother Clark's mom who just went to the hospital with some heart issues. God, I pray that, God, that you'd watch over her and the doctors, Lord. And, and uh, God, just be with her, in, in a, Lord, during this special time. Be with Brother Clark as well. And, uh, God, just calm them. And pray, God, that uh, your perfect will will be done. Lord, we also pray for Miss Leslie, God, who's looking at some knee surgery. We thank you, God, for uh, God knowing that you're the great physician and you know uh, what we need before we ever get to that place. So we pray, God, your, uh, your hand upon us. Lord, we pray also for Eric's father-in-law. We pray, God, to be with him and his eyes, Lord, and, and this special need. And, and, Lord, we pray also, God, tonight for uh, Brother Wu Jin. Lord, as, as we... We together, Lord, not just he alone, but God, we together at Central Park Baptist Church as we start a, a, a new ministry, uh, God, inside this church. And God, trying to reach out to the uh, Korean population of, of Carrollton, uh, God, and, and not just in Carrollton, but around this area, uh, God, for Korean folks, Lord, they need the Lord Jesus Christ. And God, they need to hear a clear presentation of the gospel, Lord. And so I pray, God, that you'd be with uh, Brother Wu Jin, as we get ready to uh, start the uh, Korean worship services, Lord, I pray, God, that you'd give him wisdom, Lord, and help me to help him, Lord, and help Central Park as well to help them. And, uh, God, that uh, we'll just see great and mighty things that we know not. We pray, God, for souls to be saved and folks to be added to the church. Lord, it would even be a, a great thing to see the first uh, Korean convert, Lord, get baptized, Lord, and and uh, so, God, we just pray a, a special blessing, Lord, upon him and upon the uh, new Korean ministry. We pray, God, also as they begin the ESL class for them, that, God, this can really be a huge blessing to him, Lord, and to the uh, reaching Korean folks with the gospel. So, Lord, we just pray, God, that you'd help us to use every avenue possible, Lord, and every opportunity. But, God, may we use it in such a way that it'll bring honor and glory uh, to the cause of Christ here in this place. Lord, we also pray tonight, God, that you would be with all of our folks. We think of Miss Brenda and her recovery from her surgery, Brother Dennis and Miss Susie, Lord, God, in their health, God, as he also uh, recovers from some uh, a procedure, Lord, on his heart, God, so we pray for him. Lord, we know he's in dialysis, and uh, God, just pray that you'd be with him and Miss Susie, Lord, as they uh, again regain their uh, their strength, Lord, from the things that they've been through in the past few weeks. Lord, we also pray, God, again, for our music ministry at our church. Thank you, God, for our people and their faithfulness, Lord. And, uh, God, they give of themselves. And I'm, th I'm thankful, God, for uh, a good choir, God, that sings and does a great job. That I know they're a blessing to me when I listen, Lord. I thank you also for our musicians, God, as they play. Thank you, Lord, for their faithfulness and Pray, God, that your hand to be upon them. But, Lord, we ask you, God, to help us to grow. Help us, Lord, to uh, let our people will be involved in not just the music ministry, but every uh, facet of, the, of this church. And, God, may we reach out uh, with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, God, for our Saturday soul winning. Uh, God, I ask you, Lord, to help us to reach souls for the cause of Christ and not to just uh, show them salvation only, but God, that they'll come and we'll disciple them and they'll grow and mature in the things of God. And so then they too will come back and Lord, then they'll go out as a part of this church and, and uh, go soul winning as well. So Lord, we need you and we ask you, God, for your blessings upon us. Lord, bless the remainder of our worship tonight, God. I help, pray that you'd help me, uh, Lord, as we study Daniel to rightly divide your word of truth. Pray, God, that we'll... 
uh, glean some things from this, Lord, that we might know that, God, that you've spoken to our hearts and we can use these things to help us in the days to come. And, uh, Lord, I just pray that you'd watch over us. Bless this offering that we're about to receive. We pray, God, that you'd bless the gift and the giver. And we'll be mindful to give you the praise and the glory for it because it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. We'd like for you to join us in singing hymn 275, hymn 275. We'll do a verse and a chorus of hymn 275. We probably won't have enough time to repeat the line, but we'll just go ahead and do verse one and the chorus. verse. Here we go. Oh, how the world to evil allures me. Oh, how my heart is tempted to sin. I must tell Jesus and he will help me over the world the victory to win. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. I cannot bear Greet each other at this time. Amen. Daniel chapter 3. I'll start reading in verse 19. While you're turning there, let me uh, please pray for we got two things. One is our AC upstairs on the young people's end, the, the, the air conditioner, that we need a new coil for. It's out, and we're waiting on it. And it gets hot up there in the evenings, the kids and everybody downstairs. But I talked to Brother Paul today. He said he's got 10 other people waiting on the same part. So I said, I'm interested in you fixing the Lord's church. <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. But uh, pray that that part comes in and we can get that fixed because the other end, the air conditioner can't keep up and it just gets a little warm up there. Also, if you, uh, just in case, I'll give you a little reminder that our Wednesday night offerings, if the cash, if it's not designated, if we just put cash in the offering plate, we've been taking that the last several months and, and uh, saving that, we're going to save that to remodel our kitchen. And so, uh, so I mean, and I didn't, I didn't, I guess we've been doing pretty good. We've got $2,300 saved up so far. So, uh, I mean, um, you know, we're hoping by the, maybe by the first of the year we can do something. One thing you don't want to do is, uh, right, you know, you don't want to work outside or really a whole lot inside in 105 degree heat, you know. Uh, but I just thought we'd give, uh, give you a little update on that, all right? Found your place in Daniel, say Amen. Verse 19 is where we're going to start reading, and we'll read down through verse 26. It says, Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, 
Okay, and the form of his visage was changed and against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace uh, one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, their hats, their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar, <clears throat> the king, was astonished, which again it means the same as astonished, and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the, unto the king, True, O king. And he answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. The form of the fourth is like the Son of Man. And look in verse 26. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fire furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth in the midst of the fire. Lord, I pray, God, that you bless the reading of your word. Uh, bless our Bible study tonight, Lord, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> well... One thing that we've learned and we remember the, the three men, they stood firm in refusing to worship the golden image, all right? Can I encourage you something today? We need to stand firm. Yes, sir. In the climate of the age that we live today, we need to stand firm in the things that we believe and the things that, that God has taught us. So we come now to the result of their decisions or the uh, result of their choice, and and by the way, I want you to get this. There's always consequences to the choices you make. Whether you make choices to do right or whether you make choices to do wrong, there's consequences either way. And all we can say, amen. Uh, so with Daniel's three friends, their consequence is they're about to go through the trial of the fiery furnace. Uh, sometimes we think if we do right, then everything's going to be okay. Not that, not that God don't always say that. Uh, he doesn't promise, a, you know, better roses because we do the right thing. And we can see that here. Because most times when you stand and fight for what's right, the result is going to be trial and sometimes even suffering. But remember, listen, when if we do the right thing and we go through suffering, we've got to remember this, that God will make it right. Always, God will make it right. You say, how do, I, how do we know that? Because God keeps a record. We learned that Sunday that God's a bookkeeper. Uh, and the same is true in this case. God worked a great miracle and he protected these men. And the miracle brought some pretty good changes, some great changes, uh, including Nebuchadnezzar's decree and even his attitude. So the dedication ceremonies, they're over. You know, sometimes when God does things, uh, you know, uh, things come to a screeching halt, and we're about to see this here. The ceremony's over. There's no more music. The orders to worship the golden image are gone. And if you look in verse 19, notice what it says again. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury. The form of his visage was chained against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. Now remember, we, we read this back in chapter 2 and early in chapter 3 where scripture uh, talks about uh, Nebuchadnezzar being full of fury. I mean, he has shown us that he has a habit of losing his temper. And uh, we see where here in this verse it says that his visage changed. In other words, and I just he acted like a little kid throwing a temper tantrum. That's, I mean, that's what he's doing. He didn't, he didn't get his way, so he's mad. You ever see a child throw a temper tantrum in a supermarket or in a mall or something? I don't know about you, but man, I hate that. My daddy always, you know, he threatened. He said, I'll jerk your arm. I'll beat you to death with it, you know. 
Uh, but listen, this, Nebuchadnezzar, I can just see him doing the same thing. Uh, and, and, and the tantrum resulted in three men getting thrown into a fiery furnace. Now what? Nothing is more, uh, I just put, terrible than a person who can't control their temper, T- children included. I mean, how, and I thought when I was thinking about throwing temper tantrum, how, do, how many of you remember Bobby Knight? Oh, yeah. I mean, you remember him. Listen, he's not remembered for his coaching. And, and listen, I, I knew that he was very well respected among his students because he put uh, their, uh, their education above sports, but he still wanted to win. But listen, when things didn't go his way, what'd he do? Had a temper tantrum. Remember him throwing the, the chair out on the basketball court? Listen, I'm telling you, a lot of people would laugh, some would cheer, but according to that university, he was an embarrassment to them. And not only that, it came to a place where they said zero tolerance, and if you do it again, I'm telling you, listen, and it happened. But, but it, it, when you think about a temper tantrum, I, I, I begin to think of him. But there's all kinds of verses, and I'm just going to, you can write some of these down about temper. James, and you write them down and read them later. I'm not going to go through them. But James chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 1. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 32. I'll just give you those three. But you read those about your temper. I can remember my mom always telling me a soft answer turneth away wrath. You know, I mean, it's, but, but here's Nebuchadnezzar. He's losing his temper. And, and, and notice what he says. He says, heat up the, the, the fiery furnace seven times hotter than it's ever been heated. And can I tell you this, that, that for the Christian trying to live for the Lord, the experiences of life are going to be more severe for a child of God than for anybody else. When you try to live right, it's going to be more difficult for you than th- those who are not saved and those who are not trying to live right. And so here's the king. He says, turn up the heat. Well, listen, when you as a child of God try to live right and do right, the devil says the same thing for you. He says, turn up the heat. They're trying to live right and do right. He says, I'm going to turn up the heat on you, and then we're going to see how you're going to respond. So the command uh, to heat up the furnace, watch, it, when you think about it, it only makes God's miracle that much better. The king says, heat it up, boys. We're going to throw them in. And, and they're thinking, man, he's going to just do away with them in an instant. But listen, that makes God's miracle look shine even brighter. And it does the same thing in your life. When, when the old devil turns the heat up in your life, if you respond the right way, then the God's miracle through you is going to shine even brighter to those who are around you. And we can all say amen to that. So God took that which was meant for harm and made something great out of it. Same thing when you think about the miracle in 1 Kings 18 when Elijah prayed down fire from heaven. Listen, I'm here to let you know that that, that when the heat's on, just hang on. God's going to take care of it. Now now look in verse 20. Uh, You notice something about how they were bound. It says, And he commanded... Uh, the most mighty men that were in, the, in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Now think about this for just a minute. They bound them immediately. Okay? Uh, they were still in their official clothes, if you look in verse 21, which I got to thinking, you know, as Christians, you better be prepared. Uh, you better be prayed up. You better be close to God because persecution can strike at any moment. Listen, I mean, Christians today, we, we need to have a suit of heavenly asbestos on us because we never know when, when the devil's going to try to throw us into the heat of a moment and try to just burn us up. That's why a lot of Christians today don't make it. You know why? Because they're not prayed up. They're not ready. They don't have their, they don't have the Spirit of God on them. And then when the heat comes in, listen, you know, and they're thrown into the fire, it, it's over. They're not ready. They're not prepared. Listen, and, but because we see these men, if you, and we'll get to this in a minute, but remember Nebuchadnezzar was going to give them an, an opportunity to do the right thing, but he didn't do it. 
and and so he binds them and he throws them in. And it's and when you read and you read closely, these guys were not. They don't believe they were bound up with ropes, but they believe they were bound by chains. You say, how do you know that? Well, because if you would have thrown them in with ropes, what would fire do to ropes? Burn them up. It also, it, listen, when you bind someone up with some chains, watch this, it, it would make them easier to handle when you're throwing them into the fire. Now, somebody's about to throw me into a fiery furnace. Listen, I'm going to do some squirming. Now, I don't know whether these guys did or not, but when you think about it, there you, you think about change. And, and another reason is because of the reaction of Nebuchadnezzar after they were thrown in. If you look in verse 23 and verse 24, we see that when Nebuchadnezzar saw them walking around loose in the fire, he's surprised. He's surprised not only the watch that they were alive, but they were loose and walking around. If they were bound by ropes, it wouldn't have surprised him because he would have thought, well, the fire is going to burn the ropes off. But if he would have been thrown in with chains on them, listen, you know what? He would have expected them to be laying there, but now, but they are not. They are unbound and they're walking around. But now, and so let me make another application. How often are God's people bound by the power of this world simply because we try to honor God? Think about it. I mean... Listen, the world, does. they want to try to bind the, the, the voice of, of the gospel any way that they can. And they want, they want to bind us up in our liberty. They want to bind up our voice. They want to bind, up us, bind us up in our ability to assemble together. Listen, they'll do everything they can to try to bind the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I want you to understand, some hell's going to be hot for those who try to bind God's people. Amen. I mean, and it's shown here in this passage. I mean, binding God's people is not going to work. Look in verse 20 and 21. Let's read it again. It says, Then these men were bound in their coats, their hose, and their hats. See, this is their official clothes. Uh, Their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Uh, Therefore, uh, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace uh, exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, when you think, read these verses, what's, what's taking place here? Nebuchadnezzar has changed his mind. I mentioned that a minute ago. Remember, he was going to give them an opportunity. He said, if you be ready. You remember? He said, I'm going to give you another chance to, to bow down. And, and, but their refusal was so strong that it aggravated him, and he was hot, tempered, full of fury. And so he had a temper tantrum, and so he had them bound immediately, I I mean, and thrown into the furnace. And so look what he does. He calls his most mighty men to do the casting. Listen, as I thought of that, I thought, listen, Satan always tries to show up in force to try to intimidate us. He's always showing up in force to try to intimidate the child of God. But listen, not only does he do that to you and me, he did it to the Lord himself. If you think about it, when he's in the garden and they're coming to get him, to arrest him, they showed up in force. They showed up with all kinds of weapons. You remember what the Lord, listen, you saw me teaching in the synagogue and now you show up like this to arrest me? You know what? Satan tries to intimidate us. I'm telling you, when you go knock on people's door, how many times have people slammed the door in your face or said, get out of here, get off my property. You know what Satan's doing? He's trying to intimidate the child of God. But I'm here to let you know, God help us to just stand up and do the right thing. That's a tactic of Satan to try to intimidate the king. He, he gets, and so he gets his most decorated warriors. Men who have been in the heat of battle. I mean, look, he, got his, he says he got his most mighty men. Bad move. I mean, here's Nebuchadnezzar. He's going to show up in force, and he's getting his most mighty men. Those guys who have been in the battle. Those guys who knew how to handle a sword and a shield. And those guys who have been on the front line. And he goes, listen, you guys right there, you go get them. We'll show them who's boss. 
So he gets his most mighty guys to throw them in, and they listen, and guess what happens? They go to throw them in, and what happened to them? They burn up. Amen. Look in verse 22. The Bible says the fire slew those men. You know, and in time, think about this, evil will destroy itself. Amen. There's an old saying that says, if you give them enough rope, they'll hang themselves. Amen. Uh, but there's something I want you to see. We have a duty, and I want you to get this. We have a responsibility to examine the orders or the commands that are given no matter who gives them. Amen. And now watch this. And I say that because these soldiers obeyed a, a wicked, evil king and his orders, from, and, and they paid with their life. The same went on in Acts chapter 12 and verse 19. The soldiers who were guarding Peter in prison under the orders of Herod Agrippa I, watch as they were eventually, they eventually paid for with that with their lives. And folks, listen, if, if you're going to die, think about this. I would, I would think it's best to die for righteousness and not evil. Amen. Amen. I mean... Uh, and, and I don't want any, you know, I'm, I want to go to heaven. I don't want to have to die to get there. Uh, but it, listen, if we're going to stand up and, and if, we're, if we're doing something that somebody tells us to do, let's make sure that we're doing it for the right reason. And we can all say amen. Uh, the persecution um, to, well, let me go back. I, I don't want to skip this. Um, the furnace experiences and persecutions in our life, and we don't want to hear stuff like this, but they're really good for us. Yeah, they are. Amen. The, um, the silversmith, when he purifies silver, he'll heat the furnace up, he'll pour it into a, a, a goblet, if you will, and he'll pour it in there and he'll put it in the heat. And, and when he puts it in the heat, the dross will come to the top. And then he'll take a little a scoop and he'll scoop that off. And, and you know how the, the, the silversmith knows when it's time to take the silver out so he don't burn up what the, the good part of the silver? You know how he does that? When he can look in that silver and see his own face and see the image of himself, he knows that the silver is right and he takes it out of the fire. Listen, when you and I face persecution. And we, we face trials and, and we face fiery furnaces in our life. Listen, the Lord himself puts us in there to refine us and purify us. And it's only when the Lord himself looks at us and sees a, a, a mirrored image of himself, that's when he takes us out. Listen, God help us to understand, again, that it, we don't like it. Uh, nobody likes going through the fire, but the Lord allows us to go through those things uh, in order to purify us. It gets out the impurities in our lives, to get out the sin that creeps in. And In fact, you think about Jeremiah. Look in Jeremiah chapter 12 and verse 5. Uh, Jeremiah, the, uh, the people are making fun of him, and, and uh, they're laughing at him, and they're mocking his preaching. So Jeremiah told the Lord about it, and if you, let me get over here, Jeremiah chapter 12, and, and look in verse 5, Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 5, it says, if thou hast run with the footmen, and I've preached a message on this, and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with the horses? And if in the land of peace wherein thou trustest, they weary thee, then how wilt thou do in the swelling of the Jordan? In other words, God's saying, you know, they're making fun of Jeremiah. They're, they're mocking his preaching. And so Jeremiah tells God about it. And God says, Jeremiah, cheer up, son. It's going to get worse. You think this is, you think this is bad? Just be, cheer, be, be of, of good cheer because it's going to really get bad. If you think this is bad, if, 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 if walking with the footmen have wearied thee, then what are you going to do when you have to run with the horses? You know, when, the, when it gets time to run with the big stuff, listen, be careful, Jeremiah. Listen, God allows, watch this, the little furnaces in our lives so that we are improved, that we are purified, and that we can handle the big furnaces when they come around. 
And if we can't handle the little furnaces, there is no way that we're going to be able to handle the big ones. So God help us. Cheer up. It could get worse. But be of good cheer, amen, because God will make things right. Look at verse 24 and verse 25. Oh, let me get back over here. Daniel chapter 23, verse 24, verse 25. It says, Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound in the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Now, there's something in here I want to get to in just a second. I don't want to hurry, but I want, I, I, we miss it. Uh, the Bible says, first, let, let's do this part. Uh, that uh, the, oh, uh, the, Well, let me get back here. The men that are, that are thrown in, we, the, the, we see the response. He's astonished, okay, which is another, uh, or astonished. Now, the reason why he's astonished, not only because they wouldn't bow, but or because they wouldn't burn, and because it's impossible to get thrown into a fire and not be burned. I'm living proof that if you get close to fire, you'll get burned. I mean, it'll jump right out on you. We saw that with these guys. They tried to throw these three men in, and it burned them up. Listen, and that wasn't even gas, probably, that got them. But I, these men, they threw in, they were burned up. But and, and it makes me ask this question. Listen, who created the universe? Come here. Come on, tell me. Who created the universe? God. Who created fire? God created fire. Well, then I reckon that the God who created both these has the power over them and can use them just like he wants to use them. Amen. So if you notice verse 24 and verse 25, God allowed only Nebuchadnezzar to see into the furnace at what is taking place. The same was true of Paul on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9 and verse 7. Those that were around Paul that day, they did not see what he saw. And when I got to thinking about that, I, I thought, you know, sometimes those in positions of spiritual leadership can see things that other people can't see. Amen. Listen, we live in a world today where people are saying all around, I've got a right to know. Listen, I don't want to know some of that stuff. Listen, they know things that I don't know, and if I did know them, it'd probably scare me to death. So I don't want to know. And, 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 and the reality is I really don't have a right to know. Sometimes those in positions of leadership know things that I don't know, but, and they don't let me know for my own protection. And, and, and many times, listen, God allows men in, in, in spiritual leadership positions to see things that other people can't see. And we can all say amen. So look in verse 24. He rose up in haste. Now think about this. Um, he's watching, Nebuchadnezzar's watching the execution. And he commands three of his mightiest men to throw these other three guys in. They're, they're chained up. And they get burned up. Did Nebuchadnezzar do anything? Absolutely not. He didn't get up. That didn't bother him a bit. Listen, that just one that shows you the cruel heart and the evil heart of Nebuchadnezzar. His own guys got burned up doing something he told them to do, and it doesn't, he doesn't twitch a finger. But, but watch this. So he's sitting here, uh, and we see that, that he looks into the furnace, and, and, but, and something takes place. Look what he says. He said, didn't we not cast in three? Amen. And the answer he receives from those around him, now they can see what's going on. They, I, I don't think, uh, uh, they must not have seen what he's seeing in, in, in some ways because there's no excitement in their response. And, and, he said, and, and it's a kind of a rhetorical type question. He says, hey, didn't we throw in three guys? You know, he's really not asking. It's a statement of fact. He said, man, I, we just threw in three, right? And, and their answer is kind of like, yeah, sure, yeah, so... Yeah, sure. So, you know, we, yeah, we did. But then look in verse 25. He says, they have no hurt. Now, remember back in verse 23, 
Look what it says. It tells us they fell down bound. For one thing, their fall didn't hurt them. Now, if those guys are throwing, if I'm throwing somebody into a fire that's really hot, and I've, if you get close to a fire, really burning fire, you can't get real close. It's hot. But these guys probably are throwing these other three men in, and they don't want to get as too close, but they want to do it as fast as they can. And so I would imagine they're throwing them all, you know, as, as far away as they can, but they still got close enough to where they got killed. And what they just threw these three guys in. Well, the, the, the Bible says they, they fell down bound, but Nebuchadnezzar says they have no hurt. In other words, I mean, it didn't bother them when they threw them in. Listen, but also look what it says. It says they were unhindered. In other words, they're up they're, and they're walking around. Now think about this. They have more freedom in the fire than they had out of the fire. They're out here in their official clothes and they've got chains on them. They're bound up. It's only when they get in the fire that they're walking around and, and they have liberty. And, and, and no, the ESV, NASV, NIV say the same. They say, like a son of the gods. The living translation says, looks like a god, little g. The NRSV says, has the appearance of a god, little g. Folks, listen, all of these other versions to me, they're telling us that there are other gods. They're giving credence to other gods, capital little g. But I'm telling you here tonight that there is only one God. There's only one true God, and he is alive and well today. That's why it's important for us to stay with our King James Bible. Listen, God help us today. These other virgins have down, they have downplayed the Son of Almighty God, and they've robbed him of his deity. Listen, uh, Nebuchadnezzar witnessed what we call a theophany or a pre-incarnate manifestation of the Lord Jesus Christ. By the way, if I'm in a fiery trial, there's only one person who I'm asking for help, and it is not with a little g either. He's with a capital G, capital O, capital D. Amen. God, Jehovah. And I'm thankful today that I'm that his son is my savior. And I'm thankful, listen, that he gets in the fire with us. Listen, there's not any other little God going to get in a fire with you. But I'm thankful that Jesus will do that. Now notice verse 26. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now listen, he's saying all this, but I guarantee you he's not real close. You know how I know? Because he'd already seen three of them killed. I imagine he's about maybe here they're going, Hey, Shadrach, Meshach. He's calling them. He's saying, Hey. He says, You come hither. Not only that, he says, Come forth and come hither. In other words, you get out of the, come out of the fire and you come over here where I'm at. See, he, he's calling them. But notice, it, it, it's interesting what we're seeing. We, we, we know the king. He's close to the mouth. And notice what he calls them. You servants of the Most High God. Now, remember back in verse 15, if you turn back over there and look what Nebuchadnezzar said. He said, who is that God who shall be able to deliver you out of my hand? Well, he's gonna. He, he just saw him. He, he, he's, you know, he got a glimpse of him. He hasn't been formally introduced yet, but he will be. Uh, but he just caught a glimpse of him, and 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 notice verse seventeen. Look at the words of their testimony. It says, "If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace." And 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 so they the, these. Uh, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego tell him who they are. Yeah. Folks, if we claim to be a Christian, we may have to go through some fiery trials in order to prove it. Yeah. Come on. Amen. These, these young men did. Yeah. And the world, when I got to thinking about this, I thought the world is not impressed with sunny weather testimonies. Right. Uh, but I believe they do respect the testimony of that Christian who survives a storm. Yeah. yeah. I do believe they respect the testimony of a a Christian that when the fire is on and the heat, got, Satan has really turned up the heat on them, that this and then, but they still smile and say, listen, even though we go through it, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. 
Listen, the church today has an unimpressive testimony because church members, too many of them, don't do well when trials and trouble come. Yeah. The king calls out and tells them to come forth and come hither. And by coming to Nebuchadnezzar, it was for him to acknowledge that they were right and he's wrong. Amen. Amen. Man, don't you know, he, listen, he's, uh, he's going to eat a little crow. And it don't even taste good with ketchup on it. He tells them, come out of the fiery furnace. And uh, they're about to make him eat his words. But think about this, when they're freed, when they were freed in the furnace, again, they made no attempt to leave. They're in the presence and the company of Almighty God. And folks, God help us to remember, uh, and, and I don't want to get into next week's, but I'm, uh, listen, um, it, it's an amazing thing. that Fellowship in the fiery furnace was better than fellowship with a heathen king. And God's people will find better fellowship in their trials than the world can provide you and me out of our trial. Uh, but some professing Christians prefer the world and its prop, uh, popularity and prosperity to the Lord uh, with trial and difficulty. But listen, I, I, would rather, I would rather lose as a Christian than win as a heathen. Amen. Yeah. Um, and it's better to be the Lord in trials than be without and out of the trial. Amen. Uh, so here's Nebuchadnezzar. He calls them out. And, and listen, one thing that we need, I believe, it's, it's we need to have a, a right testimony. We're going to go through the trial. If you haven't, you will. Um, and and you, can I encourage you? Put your asbestos suit on. Because when the old devil, when when you go... Listen, the it may be a little it may be a little furnace this time, but then the next one may be a little bit bigger, and a little bit bigger. Listen, why? Because God is trying to purify us, so that when we come forth, we'll come forth as gold. I mean, it will listen, and it'll burn all this sin and chaff out of our lives. But let, but we can know that we have fellowship with God Himself, even in the fiery furnace. But can I, you know, one of the things that's hard for us, though, is when we're in the fire, we look for a fire escape. I mean, that, that's our nature. But God help us to be like these three young men. They're in the fire, and they knew. They, they said if he, if he delivers us, okay. If he don't, okay. But he's able. He's able. And they believed it. I don't know that they put up a big squirm when they got thrown in. Uh, they may have. I mean, I, I, I think probably a little maybe. But listen, but once they got in there and God delivered them, they didn't even try to get out. Loose, walking around, arm in arm with the Lord. Uh, and we're going to get into what happened when they came out next week. Listen, but the thing is, they came out. Yeah. We're going to come out one of these days, and we're going to come out on top. You see, like the old saying, I've read the back of the book, and we win. And you know what? The little sneak preview, we're not even going to smell like smoke. That day I got burned, I mean, I could smell. You ever smell singed hair? Yeah, what little I had on my head, it, I could smell. Even after I took a shower with soap, I could still smell it. But not these guys. And you know, when they, when they went, and we'll don't do this again next week, when they, when they went and they started examining them, you read a little further, they examined them. And when they walked out, those guys, the Bible says, they went over and went, you don't even smell like smoke. Listen, we're not even going to smell like smoke. Amen. Uh, so God help us to strengthen us to be able to withstand. Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord because we know that our work is not in vain if we do it for God. God help us. Father, help us, Lord. And Lord, during this moment of invitation time, I pray, God, that you'd help us and strengthen us, Lord. God, you've been good to us. But I pray, Lord, that uh, God, that you'd help us. Lord, myself included, we look for a, a fire escape. 
God, we want to get out of the fire, but Lord, if we'll just stop for a minute and be still, God, you'll set us free. And there'll be more freedom in the fire in the presence of God than out of the fire in the things of this old world. So Lord, help us and strengthen us, God. And I'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you need to come, if the Lord's speaking to your heart, I want to give you an opportunity to come. All heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Mm -hmm.